This is Mission In, Global Interactions podcast and a space to explore all things mission. Welcome. Hello, I'm Solari Nielsen and I love getting alongside people, hearing their stories and journeying together towards Jesus. Welcome to Missioning and our first ever podcast series. If you joined us last time, then you'll know that Global Interaction has released a powerful short film called In Step. This film shares the stories of three local believers in Malawi, highlighting how their stories are connected and how God has used the Global Interaction team as part of their stories. Throughout InStep, themes of mission, contextualization, and community are explored, and this four-part podcast series is focused on digging into four key themes of the film. Each episode will unpack a different theme through chatting with people who serve all over the world and hearing their stories. But before we get any further, I want to encourage you to watch the film. It's really important. If you haven't seen it, then you can find the link at www.globalinteraction.org.au forward slash podcast. That's also where you'll find all the links to all the resources we mention in the podcast. InStep focuses on global interactions ministry amongst the Yao of Malawi and Mozambique. The team has served amongst the Yao for more than 25 years. Incredibly, despite the cultural, religious and social barriers, over the past 25 years, the team has seen amazing things. Small but growing faith communities are meeting. People are choosing to follow Jesus and local Yao leaders are being built up to lead their own people. We see this in the film and it's so incredible to watch. Our guest for today is someone who has seen this with his own eyes, along with his family. He's serving among the Yao of Mozambique as a cross-cultural worker. He's passionate about journeying with people and sharing Jesus in a way that makes sense to his Yao friends. Let's welcome Ben, team member in Mozambique. Hello, Solari. Uh, ben, thank you so much for joining us today over Zoom. You're in West Australia and I'm in Victoria, so apologies for the early start. No worries, Solari. This is actually a sleep-in for me because uh, we're only three hours behind, whereas usually we're about nine hours, so <laughs> I would have been waking up in the middle of the night, so this is good. Oh, fantastic. Ben, you've been living in Mozambique for over six years now. Can you paint a picture of your life um, of you with your Yao friends and just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing. Sure. Um, so I'm married to Samantha. Mm -hmm. We've got three wonderful kids uh, and we live in the Shinga of Mozambique, which is sort of an urban, uh, an urban center. Yeah. So we basically are just involved in gospel sharing uh, and encouraging people from a Yao background to um, find and discover Jesus. Uh, so the, the sort of setting or, or the, I guess a picture of what our Yao friends, the, the, the situation that they're living in, um, it's, it's quite different than, than perhaps the, the work traditionally with global interaction, global interaction focused largely in, um, rural areas. So village settings amongst Yao people, uh, and, and so most of the, the, work amongst the Yao has been in that setting. And so this recently, fairly recently, so within the last six years, the work has has grown and has mm. expanded to include urban ministry yep. amongst Yao people. And so um, a bit like our friends, 
you know, there's there's this transition from from a rural community, very tight knit community setting, yeah. to this more cosmopolitan setting, and so um, either uh, my Yao friends particularly, or mm. their parents before them, yeah. moved into this urban setting, into the city. Yeah. Um, and so they're wrestling with, on a daily basis, living in these two worlds because their whole background, their whole identity is, is sort of based in a rural, very tight-knit Yao society. Yeah. And then they're moving into a cosmopolitan um, a cosmopolitan society with, with people from lots of different tribes all mingling together. Uh, and so... That's that's sort of the world where they live and they work, mm-hmm. um, and so they're worried about their jobs and their kids' schooling. But then at the same time, uh, also um, being concerned with looking after their extended family in the villages outside of town. Mm, wow, Ben, um, you and Sam and your three beautiful children are back in Australia for uh, a six-month home assignment. Uh, can you explain what that what, um, what that means and um, what are you missing most about your life in Mozambique? Yeah, sure. So um, quite scarily, we've been back two months already. Mm. Uh, I don't know how that happened. It only feels like we've just landed. But mm. uh, home assignment basically is, is made up of three parts. Mm. Um, the main part, and, and that's sort of where we're at right now, is um, just deepening relationships and partnerships with our supporting churches yeah. uh, and with individuals within those churches. And so often that will mean um, sharing in church settings on a, on a Sunday morning, yep. visiting small groups and doing uh, other sort of meetings. Brilliant. And basically it's sort of telling stories of life in Lashinga mm-hmm. to sort of help and encourage uh, churches back in Australia and then also to sort of hear stories of, of life back in Australia. So it's really about just developing partnerships, mm-hmm. strengthening partnerships. Yep. Um, and then the the two other parts are looking at lifelong learning. Global Interaction as an organization is con- committed to lifelong learning. And mm-hmm. so it's encouraged that people take up um, some study, some formal study. Uh, and then finally, there's some family time where we rest and yeah. recuperate before we head back to Mozambique. Wow. Uh, and then... The thing probably that we miss most about our life in Mozambique is our life in Mozambique. <laughs> um, I know that sounds a little funny, but yeah. you know, it, we're not we're not on a um, on a fixed contract sort of thing where you you leave Australia, you leave your home in Australia, you hop on your plane to Mozambique, you go and do your job, and then you come home. Yeah, Mozambique has become our home, yeah. and you know our friends are there. Uh, Mozambican family is there. Those those people who have taken them t- taken us in yeah. to their lives and their families. Um, you know, our pets are there. Our memories are there. Routine, work, rest, play. It's it's all there. Um, and in fact, you know, our kids, the majority of their lives, in fact, pretty much, you know, ninety percent of their lives has been spent in Mozambique. Yeah. And so it's their home. And so really. The thing we miss about life in Mozambique is life, our life in Mozambique. Oh. That's where we belong. That's where we feel we belong. So That's great yeah. to hear. That's so great to hear. And uh, look, we would love to hear a little bit about um, some of the stories that you have encountered um, while you are uh, home and uh, in Mozambique. And 
would you like to share something that uh, you recently have encountered um, back at home? Mm. Yeah, it's you know we we um we've gone through some pretty tough stuff health wise and and fortunately we're on the the end of that and we're we're mm. really in a good place. Um, yeah. But in the midst of all that health stuff, we sort of have to keep pinching ourselves because of the things that we've been witnessing and the things we get to be a part of yeah. in Mozambique. And, yeah. and one of the really uh, life-giving parts of, of, of our lives in Mozambique has been this group of Yao friends that I have been meeting with at mm. the market. Yeah. And I originally started uh, meeting these guys. There's about sort of it varies between sort of five to 10 to 15 guys mm. um, at the market. Now, the market in, in Lashinga, you've got to imagine there's no Woolworths, there's no Coles, <laughs> uh, yep. there's just fresh food markets and Brilliant. you get your eggs, you get your groceries, everything at, the, at this big uh, sort of bustling market. And yep. so these guys that I meet with are situated out the front of the market yep. uh, where all the cars and all the traffic, the motorbikes and the pedestrians all walk past and they're egg sellers. And as part of my language and culture program at the, towards the beginning of my journey in Chiao, I went and visited with this group of guys. And that yep. was my community of practice, we yep. call. And, and it's a place where um, people are already meeting yep. and they're already gathering and then we get included into that into that circle, I guess. Yep. And so we basically just started talking to each other and I sort of, honed my Chiao skills and they laughed at me because of my Chiao skills. <laughs> but we developed a really good relationship and, mm. and a relationship that, that where there was real sort of genuine sharing with each other and, yeah. and about life and, and um, family and all of those sort of things. And yeah. uh, one day one of the guys asked me, well, what do you do? Mm. And I said, well, actually, I tell people stories of Jesus. Yeah. And, and they stopped me in my tracks and said, don't come back until you bring those stories. <gasps> Brilliant. Now, Love it. Now, I had, to, I had to make sure that I heard it correctly because, you know, in one way it sounds like they're telling me not to come, come back, back, but it was conditional. Don't come back until you bring those stories. And uh, like a good cross-cultural cross, cross worker, I don't miss an opportunity like that. So we locked in a date when mm. I could come back and, and start sharing the stories of Jesus. And so basically we, we began... Um, I think around the, the sort of September of 2018 yeah. with this group where we actually took it to another level yeah. where we began to read the stories of Jesus. And so we began by laying a, a foundation. And so we looked at an overview mm. or a panorama of the Bible. So beginning in Genesis and we worked all the way through the, the Old Testament until we got to the stories of Jesus. Yeah, And, you know, I, I sort of, Perhaps I'm not a very good cross-cultural worker, but I always thought that they're going to tell me to stop coming. <laughs> you know, as the stories of as the stories of Jesus intensified and the claims made about Jesus became stronger. Yeah. Um, I thought this is going to be too much for them and their uh, Muslim faith. Yeah. And so they're going to ask me to stop coming, and uh, it got to a point where they actually. You know, where I, I, I wanted to check with them, you know, is this okay? Mm. Um, I don't want to force myself upon you guys. This is this is all, I'm here at your invite. And they basically told me off and they said, stop asking us. Mm -hmm. We're here mm. and we're listening because yeah. we want you here and we want to be listening. That's 
and uh, and that was it. I sort of I sort of just left that question behind, and and uh, so we're about a year and a half now yeah. uh, together. Yeah. Once we finished the overview, we sort of landed the helicopter, so to speak. Yep. So from the helicopter, you can see a whole wide range of the scriptures. Yep. And then we landed the helicopter and focused on one specific book. And so we're working through currently uh, the book of Luke, yep. the Gospel of Luke. Yeah. And uh, it's it's just some of the insights, some of the stories that they share in response to the book of Luke and their mm. interaction with Jesus in the scriptures is is just quite profound. Yeah. Um, you know, you sit back and you go, am I hearing this correctly? Are they really saying yeah. the things that they're saying? Yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's really just, uh, what would be the word? It's quite amazing. Mm. Yeah. To yeah. sit there and to be a witness of it all. Yeah. And very um, encouraging as well too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, God's got them on a on a on a journey. That's for sure. And yeah. um, I mean, even even recently, uh, just before I left to come back to Australia, in fact, there was a, a confrontation in mm. the market. Yeah. And um, a, a, an egg seller from from a few stalls down came up to them and and sort of in a in a rather loud voice, which is very taboo in in Yao society. You don't raise your voice. Yeah. He sort of raised his voice and sort of challenged them as we were meeting together. Um, that they were somehow in competition with Islam. Yeah. You know, were they starting a new religion? Were they changing their religion and becoming a Christian or something like that? And I thought, oh, here we go. This is, I'm going to have to get into the middle of this and yeah. I'm going to have to defend whatever we're doing. And um, much to my surprise, my shock actually, they got up and they defended themselves and what they were doing. Yeah. They held up. The, the, the Gospel of Luke, because yep. we just have single um, Bible book tracks. They held it up <laughs> and they said, we're not in competition with Islam. Yeah, This is Islam. We're reading the Word of God yep. and we're learning from for ourselves with these pages. Yep. Remember, the Gospel of Luke, yep. this is the book they're using. This is what God is telling us about. This is how we know what right and wrong is. This is how we follow wow. God. Yeah. Um, and I sort of sat back and was quite stunned recently. Yeah. Uh, you know, so these guys, they might not be followers. They mm. might not be believers in Jesus at this point. Yeah. Uh, but they're on the road and, and it's really exciting to see to see where they're going. Mm. Now, the other thing is there's no sinner's prayer. Yeah. They haven't sort of put their hand up and said, I'm a sinner and I need Jesus in my heart. Yeah. But the things that they have been saying, suggests that they are certainly on a road to following Jesus or perhaps in some way, shape or form have begun that journey of following Jesus. Yeah. Um, w- one of the guys post that encounter as we were reading through, as we were reading through Jesus's story said, yeah. Jesus died and was buried and was raised to life and ascended <sighs> to heaven. And I believe that. Yeah. And you kind of just sit back and go, wow, like, you know, out of the mouth of babes in a sense. Yeah. It's crazy. What an mm. incredible story. That is just amazing. And they, they seem that they're on the road to meet Jesus. It's they're, mm. they're taking those next steps and, and to, to hearing more about him. And, and are you, have you finished Luke? Are you still reading Luke? Um, obviously, you, you're on home assignment at the moment. They're on pause. 
Um, explain what happens in that well, space. Yeah, really good question. Um, probably in my mind, I th- I thought, oh yeah, they'll they'll be on pause and and we'll just pick up where we left off when we finished. Yeah. But they they said, can you leave the book with us, uh, and we'll and we'll do it while you're gone. Yeah. Now I kind of well, that's a little scary because they've got now the scriptures themselves, and they haven't necessarily got someone to guide them, but. If you believe that the Holy Spirit is already at work, mm. then it's not as scary as it might seem. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is with technology these days, all, all these guys have um, WhatsApp on their phones. <sighs> yep. And so actually we're in regular communication yep. uh, with each other via WhatsApp. So it's this, it's this bizarre setting, but they're still just each week meeting together yep. and, and sort of portion by portion or chapter by chapter they're working through Luke. So who knows where they'll be by the time I get back. That's um, But I can't wait to sort of join them. Yeah, and see what, what the journey mm. has been and the questions that they continue to have. I love that you've got a WhatsApp group. That's brilliant. Have you had any questions from them at all while you've been away? Uh, yeah, so, well, they're, they're just we're just talking about life. Like it's yeah. it's almost like I haven't left in some sense. Yeah. You know, we're just talking about the things that we talked about. And yeah. You know, hearing stories about, you know, the rain and, and the wet season and how yeah. that's impacting their getting together. And yeah. um, I was very fortunate, and in, in fact, and, and one of the good things about working in team, mm. you know, we've got other cross-cultural workers in Mozambique, is I was able to say to my friend Cam, yeah. uh, who works with Global Interaction in Masangulu, I was like, next time you're in town, do you reckon you could pop in on, on yeah. these guys? Yeah. And so that's what he did. He went and popped in and then so he sent me via WhatsApp a photo of him with my friends at the marketplace. So, um, yeah, God is good and, and God continues to just um, yeah. guide them and support them and, and, yeah, put friends in each other's paths. Yeah, that's huge. That's amazing. Loved hearing that. And and I guess um, they're hearing, I guess, your the importance of your walk with Jesus as well too. Do you get to share your experiences in that space with them? Yeah, for sure. Um, one of the things that we're, we're really, we want to focus on is that deep life sharing. Mm. You know, it's not just this surface level, but it's the real deep, the deep life stuff, the thing that, um, the thing right down in our hearts. And yeah. So we do we do share very real with each other, and and particularly as we encounter scripture, um, I'm open and honest about the things within the stories yeah. that I wrestle with. Yeah, you know, great. and 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 particularly when Jesus makes such bold claims about the kingdom and what what the world will look like. Yeah, you're sort of sitting down and and looking around and going, Jesus, I'm struggling to see it now, yeah. and, and sort of sharing just challenges and. I think one of the the real tangible things that perhaps I've been able to to share and to sort of, I guess, um, be vulnerable in is mm-hmm. is our health issues that we had back in 2018. We got quite sick with various parasites in our bodies, and yeah. um, this is Sam and I in particular. Yeah. And it was just it was just good to share with them yeah. actually the struggles that we're having physically because so often they see, you know, cross cultural workers or expats that come in and. Yeah. You know, they're fighting fit and they sort of live their best lives and they sort of sit and and just go, you know, how is this? Here we are struggling in life and and life often is a struggle physically as well as 
um, all the other aspects. Yeah. And they see, oh, actually, you know, we're human as well and, and yeah. we struggle with often the same sort of things. So yeah. it, that was a real um, strengthening of our relationship when they saw that actually yeah. uh, we can also get sick and we can also be uh, in a bad way. So Yeah, yeah. being vulnerable, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's sharing. It's, it's yeah. both ways. Yeah, mm. that's great. Fantastic. Ben, um, Global Interaction, um, don't go around um, saying, you know, hey, uh, change your religion, change who you are, that what they do is um, they invite people into a relationship with Jesus. And so with through these stories, through encountering who you are as a cross-cultural worker, and could you speak into a little bit about what that looks like for you and, and um, what that means for the Yao believers. Yeah, sure. Um, it's, a, it's a real interesting one. Mm. Uh, I think it's hard for us in the West to sort of fully understand, uh, I guess, sometimes what we're actually asking of people yeah. as they encounter Jesus. Mm. We're very, um, I think I've even heard the term used of hyper-individualistic. <laughs> And it means we're sort of so we're so individu- individualistic yeah. that I can change my religion or who I am yeah. just any day of the week, yeah. you know, and and that that's okay because that's who I am. But yeah. in a in a place like Mozambique in in Lashinga, you are who you are, or your identity is found in who you belong to. Yeah. As as a as a as a member of a community, a member of a village, or a member of a Yao society, for instance. Yeah. And so, to sort of change who you are mm. is is near on impossible. Mm. Yeah. You know, in in a sense of 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 your identity. You know, and and in terms of identity change on that macro scale, on mm. that big picture scale, mm. you know. Often that's sort of the work of a whole people group yeah. as opposed to just one individual person. So I look back to through the history of, of Mozambique or Malawi and, and sort of when Islam came into Mozambique, mm. it was the whole Yao tribe itself that became Islamic. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just little pockets of individuals, but the whole tribe. It sort of worked from the top down yeah. in a sense through the, through the senior chiefs and down. And so um, in a sense... To change someone's religion is is sort of to change their whole identity, their whole way of relating to people in society. Yeah. And and even their presence within society. Yeah. You know, if you change your religion, you're sort of excluded. You you kicked out. And so, what we're calling people to to do, what we're wanting to encourage people to do, is actually to begin by changing their hearts. Mm. Um. And and sort of from from the inside out, yeah. Perhaps that identity change or that allegiance shift, who you put your trust in, yeah. That comes about from the inside out, as yeah. opposed to just remaining on the outside. Because a lot of the time, um, people can, you know, if if we talk about a, a change of religion or mm. um, a change of identity, people can just sort of add identity on to top of on on the top of who they are yeah. it's sort of in a sense like a mask yeah and as soon as you pull away that mask their their old identity is still there present yeah um Absolutely. and so really i think 
faith in Jesus should be about the whole person, yeah, not just some sort of mask or some sort of surface uh, identity. It's the whole person. Mm. And, and really, we believe that Jesus has the power to change people, yeah. Uh, but that change happens from within a person in yep. their heart, yep. dealing with with the things that God needs to deal with there, and that then shaping what they look like on the outside. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, religion. I guess anyone can change their religion. Mm. Yeah. Really, what's important is who they are on the inside and who God is is making them to be, yeah. renewing them. Yeah. Uh, and that then having an effect on, on the outside, on the external. And so, you know, like we see that with, with guys when they share their story and, you know, before I saw elderly people or young children as being insignificant and now yeah. through Jesus, now Jesus working in my heart, yeah, I can see young people, children yeah. and elderly people as being significant in the yeah. eyes of God and wow. therefore significant for me. So, yeah, um, yeah I don't know if that... Answers the question, but it's sort of, it's some of the things that we're grappling with of actually, what does it mean not to change someone's religion, but to actually from within that religion, perhaps have a life change and an allegiance shift. Yeah. Brilliant. That was, you've explained that really, really well. Thanks, Ben. Uh, Such a a great way of, you know, it's, it's helping people look at their, their identity, their identity, where there's that lie in. And, um, and that sense of belonging as well too, you talked about earlier. Um, mm. And that's they're wrestling with that. And so, um, you know, taking care of their, you, you talked about take them, them taking care of their extended family in the villages and, and, and giving them that sense of, hey, Jesus can, um, he speaks into the marginalised, he speaks into, you know, the widows and the lost and the, the poor, but also the children and the women. And I, I love that. That's brilliant. Thank mm. you. Um, also, let me ask in terms of um, your experience of help empowering them to develop their mm. own distinctive way of following Jesus. That is um, one of our. That's that's who we are at Glo- as you know. That's our mm. that's our strapline really for global interaction is you know empowering communities to develop their own distinctive ways of following Jesus. So, how are you seeing that outworking? in those relationships and in other relationships as well. Yeah, sure. Um, There's a few big things for me Mm -hmm. um, in that. I think one of the things is to to allow people to go on a journey of discovery. Yeah. So often we want to give the answers straight away. Yeah. And and particularly as we're reading scripture, um, our, our sort of Christian tradition we have an understanding of, oh, when Jesus talks in a parable, it means this. Or when mm. um, Jesus says he is this, we, we understand the answer. Oh, yeah. this means this. Or, or, and, and, and sort of know the code yeah. of the Bible in a sense. Yeah. But it's, it's really um, the challenge, I guess, for me is to hold back mm. from giving the answer. Yeah. And as we're reading scripture, trust that God is going to... Speak. Give the answer. Yeah, and speak to them. You know? Yeah. Um, so that that's one of the things. And then also the other thing is just to keep asking, what does this look like here? Yeah. You know, what does it look like for you guys 
in your marketplace setting. Yeah, yeah. Or in your family setting. There's another group that I meet with uh, on a on a week uh, on a weekend, and we're sort of doing a similar thing. Mm. And and these guys that we meet I meet with, they're followers of Jesus, so they've they've committed their lives to Him, and it's just really uh, interesting the the interaction that they have with the scriptures, yep. you know, and how much it shapes their lives. So we looked at. Um, when we started at Luke, we looked at uh, how God had had used um, Zachariah and Elizabeth, mm. and then Mary. Yeah, and for them, you know, in in Yao society, sort of old older people who are barren mm. and a young girl, they're, they're sort of insignificant people. Yeah, you know, as far as Yao society is concerned, mm. and yet God used them. And my Yao friends were really moved by that. And were challenged in that, oh, because God used these people to bring about his mission purposes, his kingdom purposes, perhaps that means we need to look at these people in a different light. Yeah. Perhaps these people have value beyond what we initially thought. Yeah. And so one of the guys was sharing a story of uh, he encountered this young girl who, I don't know if she was homeless or just came from a very disadvantaged Yep. Um, setting a yeah. different disadvantaged home, and I think what happened is he had had some surplus of 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 his either crop from his farm or had some extra money, and basically went to the family mm-hmm. and helped the family in in we would consider it perhaps an inconsequential way. Yeah. But for him, it was that small step of following Jesus. Yeah. In day to day living, yeah. and so. Basically, I want to, as as a cross cultural worker, as someone from the outside, mm. I want to be a support and a perhaps a scaffolding to help mm. these guys. Yeah. Ask the question, what is my response to Jesus look like? Yeah. In my Yao um, urban setting. Yeah. For instance. Absolutely, mm. and that I think for us um, in our local context. So for those of us that are listening, mm. you know, what does how does that translate back down? Our what's our marketplace? What's our local context? You know, as we step mm. outside into um, hearing your story and going, well, God, what can you do in this space with us? You know, uh, I love that, I, and I think we can translate that directly back into our lives here um, and how we live out our faith in a real way. How do we mm. ask the questions without constantly giving the answers? How do we listen yeah, to our that's friends? Right. How do we listen and hear what they're saying and mm-hmm. take them on this journey as you are doing with your friends? Yeah, exactly. And I think that's really important, that understanding of the journey. Mm. And and um, so often we want to get to the destination. Yeah. And, and, and particularly in a Western setting, yeah. you know, we're all about efficiency and uh <laughs> getting we're all about getting things done and yeah. and i think particularly the the god that i encounter in the bible yeah is a god that is willing to journey with people yeah that's right uh and and so i think we need to be people who are willing to journey mm. and and to be okay in the messiness of not having it all figured out mm. right then and there that's right i find um, i work with a lot of young adults uh, and it's it's giving them a sense of 
what are the next steps? What are the how how can I share my faith? How can I in a real mm. way um, share who I am and 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 shine uh, that Jesus light into the lives of my friends? And they're constantly you know yeah. wrestling with that, wrestling with the identity that they have. Like you were saying before, the 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 Yao um, people struggling with the the rural identity with their city identity. I think a lot of our um, young adults and and a lot of our multicultural young adults as well. You know the the life that they have with family or with friends can mm. differ, um, and trying to hold on to culture, but also learning what that Jesus is. You know, it should be. It's the Jesus culture that we're trying to encourage. It's that identity is based around Jesus and and who yeah, He exactly. is. That's mm. right. And that that road, it can be bumpy, like you said, in that being vulnerable and the the sickness that mm-hmm. you guys have endured. Um, but being real with our friends, sharing those life stories yeah. and the difficulties, is what draws us into relationship to know that, hey, we're walking in this together. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think uh, with that, it's it's really important when it gets bumpy mm. and when it's messy and when the answers aren't sort of um, obvious right away. Yeah, it's important to know where Jesus is in the midst of that. Yeah, and and I guess for us, you know, we could just go and do this all by ourselves mm. without there being an awareness of of what Jesus is doing, what yeah. the Holy Spirit is doing. Yeah. Uh, and so I think it's really important whenever we go into these situations is to sort of invite, not so much invite God into it because we already acknowledge that he's, that there. he's there working, yeah. but to sort of say, God, show me where you are. Mm. You know, show me what you're doing in this. Yeah. And and a lot of the time it's actually us that needs the grace to sort of be patient, mm. to be all right with the mistakes we made and yeah. know that God is actually the one. Yeah. In control. Yeah. And doing the work that he's doing. And oh. so I think that's when you sort of understand that, mm. when it's joining God in that walk. In his mission, yeah. In his mission, it sort of takes a whole lot of pressure off. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. And having those lenses as we step into each day that, you know, mm-hmm. hey, God, what, what can you um, show me? How can I, how can I interact with, your people today. How can I um, step into what you are already doing? That's brilliant. I love it. Absolutely love that. Um, I just want to say <laughs> I have loved this conversation, Ben. It is so, ah, so full of depth and and some really great thoughts about how we can step into what God is already doing. Uh, thank you so much for sharing with us today. No, I've enjoyed it, Solari. We could talk for hours, I'm sure. I think we could. And uh, look, everyone, if you have loved listening to this conversation and want to keep exploring the themes, then please go and visit our website at www.globalinteraction.org.au forward slash podcast. There you'll find our links to Resonate magazine, our articles and videos on faith, sharing and heaps of prayer resources to equip you to pray for the Ministry of Global Interaction and workers like Ben and Sam and their families. Um, There's even projects that you can jump into and support and there's so many things that you can pray for. We would love for you to jump online and have a look at those. Um, Also, if you want to keep this conversation going, 
you want to interact with us, um, please get in touch with one of our Global Interaction State Office workers and chat more about what your pathway, what your next steps looks like or how um, you can impact your local uh, uh, context um, but also what that looks like as a stepping stone into what a global context looks like. Thank you so much everyone for joining us today. It's it's been all about being in step with Jesus and next time we'll be exploring what it means to be in step with others. I'm Solari and this has been Missioning. Thanks for joining us.